Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, February the 23rd, 2022. It is currently 12.42 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church located right here in the middle of nowhere, Texas. And we have a lot to talk about, and I'm going to be honest with you. This is not necessarily the subject I want to discuss I have a stack of things to talk about today, right? So many articles. We need to get back to our study on doctrine. We need to finish that. We we have our Bible study exercise this week. We need to work on that. We have so many things to work on, but I keep getting emails saying, hey, did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? And I'm like, yes, I've heard about it. Uh, I, I will address it. So I have to address it because one of the rules here that I try to follow on the Theology Central podcast is that the listeners really drive what we talk about. So when they email me and say, have you heard about this? I'm curious on your thoughts about this. Well, then I feel like I have to discuss it. There's a part of me that feels like it's just so, it's so crazy that we should just move on, but sometimes in it, in it weird. Huh? I guess it's not weird. It's cra- it's the crazy and the controversial that gets the attention. I- I've talked about this for years and years and years and years and years and years. It is it is so frustrating. But sometimes within the Christian world, it is the outrageous. It is the controversial that gets the attention, and sometimes just the the detailed study of God's word sometimes gets overlooked because everyone is distracted by all of the things that are controversial. But but we have to address it, so that's what we're going to do. And I'm going to start in somewhat of a controversial way, but I'm not doing so for the controversy's sake. I'm doing because I'm going to try to make a very important point. Sitting right here, to my right, on the table in front of me, is a copy of the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey. Now, the reason I have this is because so many times when pastors refer to Satanism or demons or or witches or or anything along that line, sometimes they will make some reference to the Satanic Bible. And what you'll notice in many cases is either one, they've never actually read it, two, they greatly misunderstand it, or three, they don't even really care to understand it. They just want to use it for sens- you know, to be sensational, to be to be. Ooh, he mentioned the Satanic Bible and to scare everyone to death. But if you if you don't know, the Satanic Bible, written by Anton Lavey, is basically a book of philosophy. It gives the philosophy of Satanism, and Satanism, the Anton Lavey kind, is basically atheistic. In Satanism. The God that you worship is yourself. Satan is serves just as a symbol of their philosophy. The, 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 the number one holiday for a Satanist, it's right here in the Satanic Bible, is your own birthday because that's the God you actually worship. You worship yourself. So the number one Satanic holiday is your birthday. So, so and a lot of times people don't realize that. So, and we could talk about it, but the reason I, I'm mentioning it, I don't want to go into a great detail about the Satanic Bible, but if you open up the Satanic Bible, 
right here at the beginning, or well, not the beginning, page 25, after you get through all the introductory material, um, you have the nine satanic statements, the nine satanic statements. And these are the like the doctrinal statement, the confession of faith for Satanist. And number nine is this. Satan has been the best friend the church has ever had as he has kept it in business all these years. The number nine statement of the satanic doctrinal statement, their confession of faith is Satan has been been the best friend the church has ever had as he has kept it in business all these years. Now, what do you think Anton LaVey meant by that? Well, if you've been a part of Christianity for any length of time, you probably noticed that in, in some theological streams of Christianity, there is a major emphasis that basically there's a demon under every rock behind every tree. There's a possible demon uh, in every pew. Satan is trying to get us. And, And by creating that constant fear of Satan, the argument Anton LaVey is making, it gives the church, in a sense, a, a sense of power. You need the church. The church is the one who can protect you. The church is the one who can help you. So you need the church. So in a sense, you you emphasize the danger of Satan, and it makes the church then seem like the place you need for help. So therefore, Satan is being used to keep the church in business. That's the argument Anton LaVey is making. Now, Listen, I think you can make that point and be somewhat accurate. At the same time, you can make that point and be sadly mistaken. This is going to require, and and, and I'm I'm really trying to, to, to demonstrate this. What we're getting ready to discuss is going to require a very important word and a word that I constantly constantly say is one of the most important words that every Christian needs to learn like as soon as they become a Christian and that is the word balance. You need balance because on one hand, I think Anton LaVey is right. The church in many cases has used the fear of Satan to better their business, to increase their business. But at the same time, that what cannot be ignored is we are involved in spiritual warfare. Satan is roaming about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Satan does appear as an angel of light to deceive. So on one hand, we have to believe Satan is real, and we need a biblical understanding of Satan, of how he works, of demons, and and those types of things. On the other hand, we don't want to fall into some trap that we're just basically using these things as a form of sensationalism to make us, you know, to increase our ministries, to bring in more money or, or to, to get, get us more downloads. Like there's got to be a proper balance. And sometimes when it comes to Christians and demons, Satan, the occult, they go to, in, in many cases, they lose their minds. Let, let, let me just take you back to the 1980s right here. In the middle of nowhere, Texas, in this area in the 1980s, oh, there was lots of discussions about Satanists. Satanists were kidnapping kids and offering them up as human sacrifice. There was like gangs of Satanists roaming about. And one year it got so bad that some of the small Texas towns in the 80s actually issued curfews 
on Halloween, making sure no one was out after dark because there was fear that basically teams of Satanists were going to kidnap you and you were going to be sacrificed. That's how crazy it got at certain points. There were also all over the place, churches were doing these rock and roll conferences. It was a one night rock and roll conference where you went to church and they told you about the evils of rock and roll. And they, and you would hear stories. And I used to, I wouldn't even saved at the time. I would go to all the churches to listen to their rock and roll conferences because it was just so insane the things they were saying. And there'd be these stories like someone was listening to ACDC back in black album and demons came out of their speakers and, 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 and they were demon possessed. And it's just like, it was crazy. And like all the music is demonic. And if you play it backwards, you hear demonic messages and, and Satan is out to get us. And, and parents were scared to death and they were going into their kids' room to find their albums and albums were being burned and it was just like massive panic all over the place. That's the 1980s and it was crazy. And I remember in the 1990s being in Nebraska, no longer living in the middle of nowhere, Texas, but living in, well, still in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska, okay, Omaha, Nebraska, and there was a radio program that came on, the Christian radio station. I think his name was Bob Larson. And it was always demons and demons and demons and demons and Satan and demonic possession. And and he was supposedly talking to demons. And and it was just, the radio program was like so over the top that, that in other words, if, if someone wanted to make a parody of it, they, they couldn't make a parody because the program itself almost became a parody. It was crazy. And then there was lots of discussions about, you know, that some of the callers that were calling in were fake. And then, oh, just, I, we could go, I could go all day on all the craziness that happens. And then he came to Omaha to speak and just craziness took place. In the midst of all of that, going back to the 1980s, maybe even to the late 1970s, there was a book called The Satan Seller that was selling like crazy in Christian bookstores. It was uh, by a Christian community comedian by the name, if I remember his last name, Mike Warnke. And he supposedly had been a satanic high priest and he had been saved. And so he wrote this book warning Christians about Satanism. And we come to find out that his entire story, this, this came out in the 1990s, that it was all fraudulent, that it was all made up. So over and over and over, this Satan, witches, demons, they're everywhere. Run for your life, run for your life. And it can create almost a panic. I mean, we could go back to the earlier parts of American history we could go to Salem, Massachusetts. I've been there. I've been to, to Salem. I went to the witch museum there about the Salem witch trials and the the panic that basically it all started because of some bored teenagers. Basically, it how it all started. Just absolutely crazy. We could go to the witch trials of England where women were being accused and burned and killed because of widespread panic that witches were everywhere, Satan was everywhere, we're all going to be taken over, it's the end. That kind of just craziness. And again, you could pick up the words of the Satanic Bible and Anton LaVey would say, see, that panic was used by the church to increase their business, to stay in business. Now, on one hand, I can go back through the history and have to say, you know what, Anton LaVey, you're right. The church has manipulated fear and paranoia for its own benefit. But on the other hand, I would have to say, Anton LaVey, no, I'm sorry. Your atheistic Satanism is false. There is a God and there is a Satan. How do we maintain that balance? 
On one hand, people think Satan is everywhere. On the other hand, some Christians act like Satan, you know, retired and he's, you know, he's sitting on the beach somewhere having a drink and he gave up. And it's like, there's got to be a balance. There has to be a healthy balance. And, and I think many Christians struggle to find that healthy balance. And you know why? I think many Christians struggle to find that healthy balance because in many cases, there's a lack of balance and how the subject of Satan, demons, the occult is handled from the pulpit. The church in many cases is responsible for the lack of reason in the pew. And because they don't know where, I mean, you, you become a Christian and you learn about Satan, you learn about demons and you're like, okay, I'm scared. And so then what do I do? Well, depending on what you hear, you may get some really crazy, crazy, crazy. There's some crazy teaching out there. Well, why am I talking about this? Well, here's the reason why. News articles started going all over the place with this. Here's just one. February the 16th, 2022 at 9.30 a.m. Tennessee preacher Greg Locke says demons told him names of witches in his church. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, so the pastor is now getting revelation from demonic spirits who are outing witches who are inside his church. Now, I've got to be honest with you. When I hear this kind of stuff, it reminds me of, of the Bob, I think it was Bob Larson. Let me, let me verify. Let me verify because I don't like to be, I don't like to find out later that I was not accurate, but I'm going to look it up. As soon as I see his picture, I'll know that that's him. Bob Larson. Yeah, an American. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, oh, de definitely that's him. Okay, Bob Larson is an American radio and television evangelist and pastor of Spiritual Freedom Church in Phoenix, Arizona. Larson has authored numerous books critical of rock music and dun 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 dun, dun Satanism. He's now 77 years of age. I don't know why is he wearing a did he become Catholic or I don't know what he is. He, uh, he's not he didn't become Catholic. I mean, he just wears the collar like uh, a, Catholic, a Catholic priest. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, and all, I don't even know what to tell you. You find videos of the uh, old Bob Larson uh, radio program. It was insane. I mean, just crazy. People would call and he, he would be talking and all of a sudden the person on the, on, on the phone would be like, and you're like, what is going on? And supposedly now someone was demonically possessed on the phone and he'd be like, in the name of Jesus. And the person would be like, and then it's like, what am I listening to? What is this? It was insanity. It was craziness. And then there was discussion that some of the calls were fake and they, that were set up and they were staged. And oh man, it was just some of the craziest things I'd ever heard. But that's all a part of Christianity. It's a part of Christian history. It can't just be overlooked. It cannot just be denied. It's been a part of Christian history. So now we have 2022. We now have Pastor Greg Locke saying demons told him names of witches in his church. Hey, everyone, there's witches in our church. Demons are telling, demons are outing people. Now just think about the possible fear and paranoia that creates. Now, I don't like to throw out this term, but does this not become almost a spiritually abusive and a spiritually manipulative situation? 
I, I think there's possibility here, but let's look into this story and then you'll see what we're going to do. I've made an editorial decision that some of you will disagree with, but I'm, I, I've made the decision. We can go back and do it differently later, but for today, it took me forever to get this even set up. I'm already behind schedule, so I had to make an editorial decision to make this shorter because if we did this the way I typically would, this would turn into three or four hours, but there's much to do today, So, and I'm way, way, way behind. So here we go. Let's go to the news article itself. Again, headline, Tennessee preacher Greg Locke says demons told him names of witches in his church. The offering was over. This is the, the news story. The offering was over. And the worship team at Global Vision Bible Church had just finished singing, Oh, How I Love Jesus. When the Reverend Greg Locke began telling his church about his conversations with demons. Now, a couple of things. That's not completely accurate. The offering ends, and it's a long offering. I've got the audio right here. He goes on forever and ever while they're taking the offering. I mean, it just, it could be a sermon in and of itself. It really did. I mean, it took forever to get through the offering. After the offering is over, then they sing uh, the song, uh, Oh, How I Love Jesus. At least I think it was. I think actually there was a couple of songs played after the offering, but at some point, Greg Locke approaches the pulpit And he begins to preach, and his text for the sermon was Mark chapter 5. That appears to be the sermon where this situation took place. Maybe there was a sermon previously. I believe that this was the first sermon where this situation begins to be discussed. And then that, I think it was a Sunday service. Then on that Wednesday, in a sense, he kind of doubles down and really addresses the controversy that arose. Now, what typically happens in these situations is all over the internet, people grab a clip of the sermon. They grab a clip, like a one-minute clip, two-minute clip, and they play it. And then everyone on social media, without watching the entire sermon, they jump on, they start making all of their comments. And I'm not a big fan of the, you know, gotcha sermon clips. I'm not a big fan of the gotcha sermon clips. Because I would rather take a sermon and review the entire sermon so that then no one can say you took anything out of context. And that preacher, even though he may be being criticized, even though his sermon may be being analyzed, at least everyone got to hear exactly what that pastor had to say. If you just rip, like it, it, it happens all over the internet. You know, like here's a clip of this pastor, this pastor, and then everyone just bashes and bashes the pastor. Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know how to preach. And I'm like, you, you, you're drawing major conclusions for a minute and 30 seconds. But in this particular case, I'm not going to play the small clip game, but I am going to take this section out of the broader context. Now, typically I would review the entire sermon, but to do that would take hours. I mean, literally it would take, I think this sermon is well over an hour long. It would take, a one hour review would take me four to five hours. And I I don't know if I want to spend that much time on this subject. Some of you may say, please review the whole thing and I will. But for now, we're just going, I did back up the clip 
from what I'm what I, I think the actual section begins at about one hour and 40 minutes in. All right. And that one hour and 40 minutes is that includes their long offering and all of the music. So this is one hour and 40 minutes. I backed it up to one hour, 27 minutes. I backed it up. He's in Mark chapter five. That's what he's been talking about. He makes some interesting claims early on in the sermon because I did listen to most of it um, about Mark chapter five that I need to verify in the Greek to even see. I don't know where he, some of the things he said, I don't know what he's talking about, but we won't go there. What we're looking at is a supposed encounter the supposed encounter where demons tell him the names of witches in his church. Right there, I think we could all raise some serious questions, but we are going to, we're going to listen to this and we're going to work through it. Now, once I start reviewing, I I don't always like it because I have to stop a lot, but we're, we're really going to just try to focus in on this. Now, I'm just going to have to jump in right here. In other words, this is going to be like walking up to the edge of the pool and just jumping in. We're not going to be able to ease into this, but I want us to hear, look, I could read the news articles and go, boom, and I could bash or attack. That's not fair. Whenever I, 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 I um, yes, the, the, so someone is just telling me the entire Sunday service they have on their website is two hours and 23 minutes long, two hours and 23 minutes. So they, 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 they don't, the people there, you could say one good thing, people there, when they go to that church, they're willing to be there for a very long time. I guess that's, that's a good thing. That's singing and everything. So, um, yeah, it would take forever just to, to review the sermon, but here's the thing. I, whenever, whenever I try to review, I try my best to make sure that the preacher's point of view gets across because I could just have turned on the microphone I could just immediately go to all the news articles and just say, see, this is what they said the pastor said. This is what they said Pastor Greg Locke said. And I just think that, that, look, no matter how much I may disagree with someone's theology, no matter how much I may disagree with their doctrine, I I still think they have a right to be heard and heard in some kind of context. So I'm going to try to provide context. I don't agree with the theology of Greg Locke. I don't agree with a lot of his political statements. There's so much I may disagree with. But still, he deserves to be treated fairly. And I think in many of these cases, some of these news sites just grab a little clip and they're like, boom, attack. And I, I, I still may end up with saying some negative things, but at least we still want to be fair, right? We still want to be, we still want to handle it correctly. So I want you to hear what he had to say in context. One, so that if you see the news articles, or if you see people talking about the news article, this new, this situation, this news story on social media, you can at least provide some level of context. If that's all I accomplish, then I've tried to provide balance. See how that word's coming in in how we approach a sermon that may be controversial. And then hopefully I can challenge us to have balance when it comes to demons, witches, Satan, and that type of subject as well. All right, so here we go. We're going to go to Tennessee. Pastor Greg Locke, they meet in a tent. Um, and, you, well, that we have lots of discussions about the good and bad of that. Uh, but here we are, and uh, he's controversial. We already know he's controversial. And he finds a way every week, it seems. 
I, I, I hope it's not turning into this, but it just feels like to me about every week or every other week, he finds this, finds a way to get into the news. And that can kind of become your shtick. That can kind of become your gimmick. And I hope that's not the case because if it, if it starts that, then every, he's just going to keep upping the game and upping the game. And I have major issues with that. But here we go. Tennessee, Greg Locke. Uh, his sermon on Mark chapter 5. Let's see what he has to say. So legion, multiple legions, are still around. Remember last week we preached on that spirit that was inside that girl. The Bible said it was a spirit of divination. Notice, it did not say it was the spirit of divination. It said a spirit. Why? It never said it's the spirit of infirmity. It is a spirit. Why? Because there's not just one. They don't die. The same ones that were around when Jesus was here are around today. Same ones. They've sophisticated themselves. They vote Democrat. But at the end of the day. (laughs) Okay. Now I have to throw this in here. And I know this makes me unpopular with uh, those who are conservative, right-leaning uh, p- from a political standpoint. But let me just say this because it's been – it's such a – I think a disease in the church. Listen, and I know he's just making a joke. He's just making a joke. But I've, I've, I keep hearing this happen on Christian radio and lots of places, especially – I've I've played clips of American Family Radio. That's a major Christian radio network talking about uh, the president or the vice president. And they call them, or or Pelosi, whomever, Vice uh, Vice President Harris, Joe Biden, uh, President Biden. And they will use these little derogatory names, these little nicknames, make fun of them, maybe mock Biden's cognitive abilities and listen that has no place in the life of a believer okay look it's one thing sean hannity can do that uh, you know when rush limbaugh was alive he could do that glenn beck that's wonderful great you know enjoy listening to people mock other people but christians we should not speak of people and, 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 and that way, now I'm not saying that's what he's doing here. I'm just saying it brings this subject to light that, you know, demons vote Democrats and <laughs> everybody, everybody laughs <laughs> because, you know, Democrats are, are basically, you know, demonic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> funny, funny. Okay. Great. I'm just saying that in many cases, this disintegrates into us not acting like Christians, but acting like condescending jerks who mock people and make fun of people either because of their laugh, their physical appearance, their cognitive ability. And I'm sorry, that's not Christian. When Jesus says, love your enemy. Now, I got no problem criticizing a policy. I I got no problem criticizing an ideology. You can condemn the ideology. But watch how we speak about people. Now here, he's just making a joke. I understand that. But I I just immediately, you know, Christians love to do this kind of thing. It's always towards Democrats. It's always towards those they call woke or progressive. They always go after that side. And and almost like, well, everyone on the right is somehow godly, biblical. Come on now. Come on now. All right. Or they will say, well, guess what? Liberals do that. Liberals attack conservatives. 
We're not talking about liberals. We're talking about what Christians should do. There's a right way. And I'm guilt, just as guilty of anybody else. I can, I, can, I can make those kinds of derogatory jokes. So I'm not sitting here on the high horse like I've got it all figured out. I've made my own mistakes in doing this because I'm a human being and I'm a sinner. But I'm just saying we have to try to do better. We have to do better and view, we have to see people, even Democrats, as people created in the image of God. Sinners, yes, just like conservatives are sinners and try to see that because when we reduce them to character caricatures and mock and make fun, then we destroy the gospel message. There you go. I, I, just, I, just, I just think we have to do better. We have to do better. All right, here we go. But nonetheless, that news reporter's like, what, what? Did he say, yeah, I said it. Fun part is I meant it, Skippy. They're still here. They're still around. My name is Legion for We Are Many. Now, you got to watch verse number 10 because this is where things going to get interesting. And he, that's the devil, besought him, that's Jesus. What's the next word? Much, much, that he would not send them away out of the country. Now, we're going to come back, but look at verse 12. And all the devils besought him. Notice, so it started with the one guy. Now all of them besought him much. Now, here's what we don't know. We do not know how long much of the conversation was. But it was more than just, what's your name? Legion, come out. Oh, no, no, no. The Holy Ghost is plain to tell us that the devil tried to bargain and communicate for a elongated period of time. Besought him much. Didn't beseech him a little. Didn't just say, oh, please, 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 pretty, please, pretty, pretty, pretty. No, no, no. Besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Because demons are territorial and they don't want to go into somebody else's territory. Because powers and principalities are designed to go to certain places. And you better know, there's been some design to come to us. They own assignment. Okay, now there, there you have that kind of idea. See, there's been demons sent to us. They're on assignment. In a sense, we're their territory. So, okay, now that, that starts that paranoia, that fear. Okay, Satan is out. He's out. He's out here. He sent demons here to get us. That's that kind of mentality about Satan being good for, for the church. He's, he's kept it in business for all these years. That's why I wanted to start with that, that concept. Now, there's balance here because I do believe Satan is roaming about like a roaring lion. I do believe there's dem demons present, but exactly how does that work? Does it work like something scary from like a horror movie? Or does it work in it? Like, what is the correct way to approach this? We, I think sometimes Christians, some Christians and certain streams of theology go full-blown Hollywood with it. And I'm not so sure they go biblically with it. And this kind of paranoia, this kind of paranoia can lead to crazy things happening. Just look in church history, like accusing women of being a witch. And next thing you know, they're being burned to death, okay? 
going through the witch trial, especially in Europe and all of the people who were killed and the horrible things that took place. All right. Let's continue. And we got your number. We got it. And I'm about to tell you one of the ways we got it, but nonetheless. Besought him much. I never saw that in the Bible until I started talking to him. Now, I'm not saying that you ought to carry on long, drawn-out conversations with devils. But when they are under the authority of the name of Jesus, am I lying? They'll talk to you. In a voice deeper than mine right now, out of a little woman that big. All right, so here we go. This is this, this popular concept that if someone has a demon, then you, you put them under the, basically the control of the authority of Jesus, and then you can talk to them. And then, of course, it's always described as like some deep her voice. Again, almost we're getting this from a hall. Like, it's, it's so interesting. Like, when we, when we read the, the Bible, does it tell us what the voice sounds like? I wonder how much of our understanding of scripture is influenced by Hollywood more than it's influenced just by reading the text. It's just a question we have to ask. Does it describe the voice here? When it, and he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered saying, did he, did he, did, is this, are we reading this where it sounds like, my name is Legion. Like, is that, is that like how we're supposed to, is that is that is that what we're supposed to believe we hear? Is is that why why does it seem like everyone follows that same pattern whenever the, the, it, this kind of thing occurs? I mean, it's just a question you have to ask, all right? But okay, so he's going with all right. You can talk to him. You can talk, and it sets up the context here. So he, according to him, if they if they put the demon under the the authority of Jesus, then you can talk to the demon. Now, he, he doesn't recommend you having long conversations with them, but it appears that what you, if you do talk to them and know how to talk to them, you can get some good information. Now, you would think God would be able to give us the information without us having to talk, have a conversation with the demon. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to throw this concept out. I think God could give, like, if, 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 if we're going to engage in some supernatural conversation with a supernatural entity, with a spirit, I think I would look to God to give me information instead of looking to a demon to give me information. That's just me. I think that that would be a biblical concept, but let's see what happens here. Sound like a grown man been smoking for 85 years. Come right up out. Start talking to you. And I'm going tell you something. They'll tell you some stuff. They'll beg They'll lie, they'll twist, then you get them under the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, and they'll, they'll come out like dinner floss. They'll change their tune. I mean, like I said a moment ago, even under the anointing of the name of Jesus and the power of the blood, you can turn a lying devil into a truth teller, and they'll tell on themselves. And you know what I've noticed? They tell on each other. They're like little kindergarten children. Now, they lie, but if you, you get them under the control of Jesus, then they become truth tellers. So demons can become truth tellers. Did, did you know this? Demons can become truth tellers. So go find you a demon 
Put it under the name of Jesus, and then it will become a truth teller, and then you can find truth. I don't know why I would be looking to a demon to be a truth teller. That, to me, is insane. And then they start telling on each other, like children. Like, I just want you to know how far we start, le- like, how, how much stuff do we just start adding to the Bible when it comes to this subject? How, far, how Hollywood do we get? How, how crazy do we get with this when we just start like entering into a realm? I mean, really, this just sounds like to me, this is just from my experience, what I'm hearing in 2022 from Greg Glock has already been done before by Bob Larson in the 1990s. It's been done by many people throughout church history where there's these great, crazy, sensational stories, and people eat it up, man. They want more. It's exciting. Ooh, it's, 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 yeah, people love these stories. So, but now demons can become truth tellers. That's what we're hearing here. So if you find yourself in conversation with a demon, put him in the name of Jesus and boom, you can get some truth. Okay, well, that's, that's interesting. Let's see what else he says here. Now, I know some of you right now thinking, he has lost his mind once he's been smoking. Not a thing. I had two coffees this morning. That's it. I've been dealing with some truth because I've been watching it in my office. I've been watching it in the church. I've been watching it manifest before my very eyes every single day for hours upon hours. And I'm no authority, but I know Jesus is. And I get now when it says that the devil tried to compromise, the devil tried to bargain, the devil tried to say, besought him much, besought him much, besought him much. They will tell on themselves. And I've never seen anything like it. We'll get letters and phone calls tomorrow, probably today, and people will say, did y'all hear that Pastor Greg Locke guy? He has lost his mind. He's gone full-blown charismaniac. He's talking about the ability to cast out devils. That, he thinks he can cast out devils. Problem is, you're reading comic books and not the Bible because you can too if you take your authority in the name of Jesus. And how in the world I missed it, I don't know. It's not that I wake up longing every day to talk to devils, but I long for people's deliverance. And in getting that, sometimes you've got to talk to them squirmy jokers. And I've watched them go from my couch, throw themselves on the floor, spin around, arms twisted, neck twisted. I ain't talking about no Hollywood. I'm talking about the Holy Word. No, you are talking Hollywood. That's what you're, you're talking. I'm not talking Hollywood. Yeah, no, you're talking Hollywood. You're going straight Hollywood with this. That's where you're going with this. Okay, and, and I will just, well, I'll, I'll, I'll mention something at the end. Kind of uh, a a biblical perspective I have on this subject that others have put forth way before me, but I think it's often overlooked by many who fall into this stream of, I, I don't know, I haven't read, I, I, if I have read, I don't remember Greg Locke's doctrinal statement, but this some of this sounds straight out of the charismatic world, Pentecostal world, this sounds like straight out of the charismatic world. And he even knows some of his criti- critics are going to accuse him of that. He just says, charismania, you're going to accuse him. Of, well, that's what, it, that's what it sounds like. That's, that's what it sounds like. So, all right, we're, we're, we're getting to the point. Now, I, I, we're slowly getting to where the news article is going to jump in. Because, but I wanted you to hear the context. I wanted you to hear everything because I want to be as fair as I can be 
But uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, I don't know. You, you tell me if you think it's strange. Here we go. I've watched crazy manifestations with people in my office. Didn't have to video it to put it on YouTube. You know why? Because let God be true and every man a liar. I ain't got to prove nothing to you. You just sit down there today for a little while. Let one of them manifest. I'll drag you and your kids up in my office, and you can see if they're going to fake it till they make it. This ain't no Jimmy Carter smile. They go crazy under the name of Jesus. Had a husband. He was a little bit nervous the other day. He's like, well, you know, I, I don't know about all this. I pray it works. We got done seven hours later. He said, can I go through it next? I know it works. But you better be careful. Them devils will tell on people. Now, these kinds of stories, again, I'm not saying what the situation is here, but just through my experience, you hear lots of these stories. If, you, if you've ever watched charismatic televangelist, tele you know, on, on TV, they, they always have these crazy stories about manifestations and demons and healings. And then typically when people, you know, reporters go in to try to investigate many times, the claims fall completely apart and they pr are proven to be fraudulent and made up. I'm not saying that's the case here, but you know, here the husband was suspect. And after seven hours, he's like, let me go through it. Cause this stuff works. It's like some of these stories, you at least, I, maybe I'm cynical, but there's a little bit of me that always like, what? Okay. Come on now. Okay. But this is common in these kinds of situations here we're, we're getting closer to where the news, where all the news articles jump in. All right. We're getting close. They'll be, they'll besought much. They'll compromise. They'll, they'll try to, they'll try to own the conversation, but you cannot be intimidated. You hear me? You can't. Y'all see how little my wife is? Little video thing. Hmm? Tiny. Tiny. Whew. I walk out the room. She'll stay in there with them. And I'll hear up there, out in the name of Jesus. You hear me? Out in the name of Jesus. That thing's going, Rah! she's like, I ain't look at me in the eyes. I ain't scared. Out in the name of Jesus. I ain't never seen nothing like it. Okay, this is, all right, this, this is a, this to me is very, now, I, I, I don't understand the charismatic world. I'll be the first to admit. Charismatic world, I'm like, what in the world, what in the name of bubblegum is going on? Okay, so when I started hearing some of the charismatic things, I'm just like, this is so, I, I hate to say it, but it, sometimes it just sounds like a parody of anything even associated with reality. Sometimes when I see like, there's, there's biblical Christianity, that's reality. And then charismatic Christianity, sometimes I feel like it's simply a parody of Christianity. It's like, if I was going to create a form of Christianity, to mock biblical Christianity, I would have created charismatic Christianity that would mock it and make it look foolish and make it look insane. To me, charismatic Christianity is the parody of biblical Christianity. That that's I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I don't I know I may offend some people, but that I, that's where I, that's how I've always felt. I thought it was crazy when I was a teenager. I thought it was crazy when I was a young adult. I, I in every stage of my life, charismatic Christianity is insanity to me. I just look at it. I'm like, what is that? It's like watching a parody, someone mocking Christianity. It doesn't appear biblical, real. 
tangible. It's insanity. That's what it looks like to me. Like someone mocking. It's like someone making fun of Christianity. It's like, it's like when I see charismatics, like, stop making fun of Christianity. And they're looking at me like, what are you talking about? You're mocking it. No, we're not mocking it. Well, that's not Christianity. So I don't know what you're doing. But this idea, like you're trying to cast out the demon and the demon's fighting and you're in the name of Jesus, get it. And it's all this craziness that maybe that's in the charismatic world. But it really seems to to me go back to almost the Catholic idea of exorcism. I, I have to find, I have in my, I think I still have, because um, I, I went to a Catholic university to work on a degree in Catholic theology. And I had to take a course dealing with like exorcism and uh you know, uh, demonic spirits and demonic warfare from a Catholic university. And when you get into like the rites of exorcism within the Catholic church, it's like this battle. Like it goes on for hours and hours and you anoint them with oil and, and the, you show them the the crucifix and you, you, you say this prayer, you, know, uh, you say, uh, you know, our father, the Lord's prayer, you say, uh, you know, help, the rosary, you, you do all of these different, I can, I, I don't have the book in front of me. And there's like, you may say the creed and all of these different things. And you, and it's this back and forth and fight 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 and fight. Anoint them with holy water. It's like, something crazy. All right. So, uh, that, that's what this sounds like. It sounds like almost like a Catholic understanding of exorcism where there's this battle, but it's brought over into more of a charismatic, almost mockery of biblical Christianity. I'm just going to go ahead and get this out now. I was going to save it to the end. Here is my perspective. Here is my perspective on demonic possession, and anything like this. If someone is demon-possessed and it truly manifested itself like this person has a demon, I I would not want to talk to the demon, right? You say, well, Jesus Jesus can do it whatever the way Jesus did it because he's the eternal son of God. But for me, my hope is not talking to the demon. My hope would be talking to the person. So I would use the power of Jesus to silence the demon, to let me speak to the person. And then what I would do is present the gospel to the person. Because when the person believes on Christ by faith and the imputed righteousness is given to them, and they become saved, the demon has to leave because the demon cannot possess someone filled with the Holy Spirit, and every person who is a believer has the Holy Spirit. The way to get rid of a demonic possession is through salvation. Salvation is how a person is delivered. The gospel is how someone is delivered, not through some dramatic Hollywood, in the name of Jesus, get get out, don't look at me in the eye, it's like some crazy monster movie, it's not I'm not fighting Godzilla, I present the gospel, the demon has to leave, because now that person becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit, and this demon cannot be in the same temple as the Holy Spirit, it would have to leave. The answer to demonic possession is salvation, not a dramatic Hollywood fight with a demonic spirit. 
You need to present the gospel to someone, telling them to put their faith in Jesus and him alone for their salvation. You need to deal with the fact that that person is a sinner. They have fallen short of the glory of God. They deserve just judgment. And their only hope is salvation. It's not getting them to flop around on the floor, throw themselves into the wall, turn their head around three times and throw up some green, horrible looking thing at you. That's not, that's, that's the exorcist. That's Hollywood. That is the way it must be done. All right. So we're still, we still haven't gotten to where the news are. I know I see, I told you reviewing these things take forever, but I want you to have the full context here. All right. So we're, we're getting close. We're getting close. I got my kids won't learn now. Hudson's like, I want to do this. I said, all right, get ready, son. Woo, we're going to do it. Kiki's like, out in the name of Jesus. I walked in the room the other night. She had my preaching Bible, and she walked over one of them devils, and she put it on his head and said, I cut you off in the sword of the spirit. And that devil said, ah. I was like, she got a family right there. Don't you mess with us at Applebee's. I mean, this is, this is a parody. This is mockery of biblical Christianity. This is the mockery of all that is holy, of all that is righteous. This is a lack of reverence. This is like it's a game. It's like a video game. Yeah, well, yeah we're going to go get some demons. I mean, what is this? This is like someone, if, if I saw this on Saturday Night Live, I'd be like, man, they're making fun of Christianity. But no, this is not Saturday Night Live. This is coming from a church who claims to be preaching scripture. It's supposed to be believing in my, in, in the same Jesus, but I don't know what it is. All right. This is, is this is, yes. Someone just asked people attend this. Well, not only do they attend it, they attend it in great numbers and they bring in lots of money. In fact, he was just, uh, if you go back into this same sermon and listen to the offering, I mean, they bring it, they, they just gave someone like over a hundred thousand dollars just from their offering. And I'm like, what in the world? Like a hundred thousand dollars, that'd pay off my house, man. I would be, I would be financially set for the rest of my, if I had a hundred thousand dollars, I'd be finally, literally financially set for the rest of my life uh, because uh, between my disability and my uh, military retirement, I would be good to go. The only thing that causes me any issue is my house payment, but a hundred thousand, I'd be done. And, and, but they just brought that in. They brought over a hundred thousand in one offering. I mean, just one offering. Boom. So yeah, not only do people attend it, they're giving their hard earned money to it. Yeah. But I, I know for some of us, we're like, what is this? To me, it's a parody. I, I again, I'm just going to keep that. That's going to be the theme of this episode is this is the parody of biblical Christianity. And I, and I hate to say it. That's what I, that's what I think charismatic theology is. It's a parody. It's like someone's set, set in a room like, how can we make fun of Christianity? I know what we'll do. We'll do this thing called charismatic theology. Okay, what do we do? Well, we do this, this, that. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Man, Christians are going to get so mad when they see this. They're going to be so offended when they see this. And then they come back and go, they love it. They think this is the greatest thing ever. And they're like, wait, what? Now, I'm not saying this is the way it really went down, but I'm just saying that this is the way I imagine it. And they're like, well, then let's just keep the game going. We'll keep the money rolling in. And then people become, you know, these, these charismatic TV evangelists become millionaires. And they're selling a parody of Christianity. And Christians are like, we like being made fun of. I, 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 it's insane. All right, here we go. We some demon killers in the name of Jesus. 
They'll tell on you. Whew, they'll tell on themselves. Besought him much. Now look. I got, I got to say this just because I, I need you to understand the, the gravity and the sincerity that's coming out of my voice, my mouth right now. I, I live a lot of excitement, right? I don't need any more hate. I don't need another place to preach. I don't need another book to write. Okay, look. There is no reason for me at all to ever have to extrapolate and exaggerate what I'm telling you. I have no reason for that. I, I, don't, I hate fake. I hate it. I shut it down. I can't stand manipulation. Can't stand it. It's demonic in and of itself. So when I tell you the things that I've seen, and I don't have time to go into all of it. This has been hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, nothing but day after day after day after day after day after day after day. And I do believe we've been so thrown and baptized into it, there's going to be no slowing of the roll anytime soon. All right. So now he's, he's putting forth um, the argument of sincerity. All right. When you, this is like, this is like learning. This is like sitting in a college class uh, on speech and the different ways that you can make your speech effective. And now he's appealing to sincerity. I am sincere. I don't like fake. I don't want to manipulate you. So he's, he's really pushing forth that sincerity. So in other words, really believe me, but here, like he, he, this is like now constant that this stuff is happening all the time. All right. Um, Someone just asked, I, I, I wonder, uh, I sometimes wonder how many of the leaders actually are making a mockery on purpose as they roll it into the bank. I know I can't be the judge of that, but you got to wonder sometimes. Sometimes you, sometimes you, you got to, you, you got to ask, like, how can these people put it this way? This is what I would say. I can't judge because that would be wrong, but I can report facts. And when these documentaries are done by some big televangelist who claimed this person was healed and this person was healed and this person was raised from the dead and this and this and this and this and this. And then they then they go back, then they go back and investigate and find out that all of it's fake and all of it's fraudulent. The leaders have to know that because in many cases they've been confronted by 2020 or whatever dateline or whoever was doing the, the investigative reporting. They have been confronted with the fraud, them being fraudulent and they still press on. That I can argue they know is fake. There are other situations where maybe they haven't been exposed and I can't say what they, I don't know what they're experiencing. Here's what I know. I don't determine truth by experience. I judge experience by truth. And truth is God's word. And this stuff goes way beyond the text and way beyond anything the Bible would even put forth. All right. In fact, the, the demonic issues, if you really think about it, once you get kind of past acts, that kind of thing really is not talked about in the pastoral epistles. It's not really told like, here's what the church needs. It, it's not really there. And you really kind of show up in the book of Revelation where back now you're back to demonic activity. So you would have to ask, is it possible that the reason the demonic activity was so strong in the Gospels is because the literal, eternal Son of God was walking the earth? 
And then after he ascends back to the, to the, the father, then the demonic activity kind of goes back to, a, a, I guess, a normal way of operating. And, and these crazy manifestations, look, to me, the, the greatest, the, the worst strategy a demon could have, the worst strategy Satan could have is manifesting in these frightening, horrible ways because that would scare people and drive people to the church, drive people to God. Like to me, the last thing demons would want to do is these crazy outward manifestations. It, it just, just doesn't make any sense just from a, a strategic standpoint, just thinking of it from, from an, an earthly strategic standpoint. So, but we've got to still get to the news article. We're almost there. We're almost there. Just listen. All right, here we go. So we got to raise some folks up, but we'll talk about that later. Look here, with this Bible in my hand, you know, you got to, you got got to swear in, you know, when you go to the, when you go to court. Some of y'all been to court. Don't look at me like that. You got to put your hand on the Bible and swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but truth. Let me tell you something. Hand to God. Hand to God. In the name of Jesus, if I'm lying, if I'm over-exaggerating what I'm trying to tell these people for the purpose of clicks and likes, may I drop dead preaching on this platform having blasphemed the power of the Holy Ghost in front of everybody. I ain't playing. I'm telling you what I've seen and what I've heard in my office all week long. The bus was coming to pick me up the other night. We left out to head to Wallace, North Carolina. The bus was showing up at 9 o'clock. We changed the time from midnight. The bus come to get me at 9. We had this precious little gal. Had them both at first, but her husband had to sit down steps. Downstairs, he looked like he stepped in something. We had him from 5.30. Took about an hour for full-blown manifestation to happen. And when it did, it was crazy. But God strike me dead if I'm lying right now. God strike me dead. It got to be about 8.35, 8.40. Now, he's really bringing in, like, I'm being sincere. I'm being honest here. Going so far to say, strike me dead if I'm, I'm not telling the truth. Now, all I would say is, I don't know what happened. But I do know this, that sometimes you hear all of these stories. Well, where are the people? Like, if the person just had this miraculous deliverance or whatever takes place in your office, why wouldn't they be sitting right there in the church? Why wouldn't they be there? Are you saying like they drove thousands of miles to get delivered and then went back home? Like you would think at some point that they, they could stand up and, 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 and where's videotape evidence? I mean, like, I mean, I, I mean, maybe I'm asking for too much, but it is 2022. Everyone in the world is walking around carrying a professional, you know, movie studio in their hand. It's called an iPhone. Right? I mean, you can make movies on the thing for crying out loud. Like, I mean, you know, you look like you would want documentary evidence for all of these supposed, like, one after another and after all week. Demons, 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 demons in his office. Demons, 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 demons. You know? But, all right, here we go. All right. Yeah. Hey, 
And Will, who's listening, hey, this is your state. That's all I got to say. This is Tennessee, right? So, you know, I, I know that there was a time that a lot of people wanted a wall built. I think maybe it needs to be built around Tennessee, okay? <laughs> because I don't know what in the world's going on in Tennessee. We need a wall keeping people in Tennessee, all right? Because this is some craziness. But all right, let's continue. And that little gal with the evilest grimace on her face you've ever seen turned around and looked right at me and said, it's almost nine o'clock. Your bus is here. Looks like you're leaving. It's almost night. Kiki, my country. Nine o'clock, Greg. I said, let me tell you something. My wife will stay here all night. I might have to catch a bus, but you coming out tonight in the name of Jesus, whether I'm on a bus or not. Now I mute you in the name of Jesus. Shut up and come out. Please note that it's a, it's a battle. It's a battle. Like the demon's trying to use trickery and you're like, oh, I don't have to leave. My wife will be here. And it's a fight. It's like a movie. It's like, you know, you know, this Sunday, you know, at WrestleMania, Greg Locke versus the demon in a steel cage match of death, 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 death. That, that's, that's how it comes across. It comes across almost theatric, not, not, and, and anything that would be seem reverent are real. And again, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stress this. I, I, I do believe demons exist. I do believe Satan exists. Absolutely. And no way am I questioning it. The way to do, the way to handle this is not through a battle. It's through silencing the demon, speaking to the girl and giving her the gospel of Jesus Christ. Without the gospel, Without the gospel, there can be no true deliverance. And here's the reason why. Because without the gospel, what do we believe about people who are not saved? They're already children of the devil. They, they, that person belongs to Satan. Right? I mean, that, that's a very important theological concept to add to this discussion. All right, all right we're getting close. Right, I know we're already over an hour, but we're going to finish this. Nine o'clock, Greg. And then when the bus got here, it knew it. I told my wife, I said, I got to go see if the bus is here. <laughs> I opened up the door. She turned, looked at me, said, you're leaving. Nine o'clock. It was the eeriest thing you ever heard in your life. I never seen nothing like it. But here's where things get weird. Buckle up. Buttercup. That demon that was in control of the rest of them and that girl started whining on each other. Started telling secrets. If so crazy, we had to write it down and did get part of this just kind of on a secret video not to share with everybody, but the demon even caught wind of that and said, you're going to use the video to help people? You can't even pull out a camera without them slimy things knowing it. Laugh at me all you want to. Don't come back next week. That's all right. There's going to be thousands of people that show up by spring that want some deliverance from this nonsense that you're discounting right now. I mean, so they got video, but they're not going to share it. The demons figured out they have video. 
So they had to write it down. They had to go old school. They had to write it down. Well, I mean, why would the demon not say, are you writing this down? You're going to use, I mean, why wouldn't the demon be worried about you writing it down? I mean, like, I, I, I don't, I mean, like just any, there's going to be rational questions here. And yeah, and he's, but he already knows that some people are going to laugh at it. He'd already, see, he's, he's in a sense, he's, he's used sincerity. And now he's trying to, he's trying to create this idea. People will laugh at us, but we're in this together because we have the truth. It, it's, it's using every trick of manipulation, even though he tried to tell everyone he's not manipulating you. But I think if someone was manipulating you, they probably wouldn't be the one to tell you that they're going to manipulate you. But I mean, yeah. Okay. Here we go. This ain't no sci-fi movie. This your pay. You've known me for 15 years. I'm a truth teller. At the expense of my own life and safety of my family, I'm a truth teller. And that devil, we wrote him all down. That devil gave us the names first and unsolicited information until it started pouring forth and then we commanded it in the name of Jesus. Gave us the first and last names of the six witches that have been sent as plants at Global Vision Bible Church. <sighs> Why are people clapping? Hey, witches have been sent as plants to inside our church. Yay! Yay! There's witches here in our church. Yay! Like what? I don't understand what you're applauding. Are you applauding the fact that they've been exposed? Maybe that's what you're applauding. I, I think I would be like, what just happened? Because now this gets frightening. Because supposedly he got first and last names from a demon, which Satan is the father of lies. If those are, if, if these are real people in that church who are about to be accused of witchcraft and they're not involved in witchcraft, I'm sorry, this is, this, I, I man, I've got chills. This, this just, this is the Salem witch trials all over again. This is craziness. I, I, go to Salem. Go to the witch museum. I mean, that, 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 that visit to Salem had profound impact on me. Just how insane everyone, lo they lost their minds. It's just like everyone just lost it. They, paranoia. Who's a witch? They're a witch. They're a witch. They're a witch. Craziness. People put in prison. You have to confess you're a, a witch. I'm not a witch. Well, I can't believe you because, well, if you're a witch, you will lie. Well, in this particular case, we're using demons to out witches supposedly in the church. Now, either these people actually exist in the church or this whole story is just absolutely fraudulent. And if it's actually that supposedly demons told him the names of people and these people are going to actually be accused of being a demon uh, or being a witch. Oh, man, this is just I don't even know what I'm trying to wrap my you can see why news articles are like, what in the world is going on? At that church, you can see why news articles are being written. First and last name, I promise. Unbelievable. First and last name. Oh, we got some folks, we about to raise up. They know it's about to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. They know it. Gave us the first, my wife writing down the first and last name of the witches. Now, here's the interesting thing. 
Remember that debacle we had last week when I jumped in the chips and I told you who the witch was? I say six were named because they ain't been dealt with yet. It named them. It named the ones that I mentioned last week under this tent as a full-blown spell-casting witch. Even the devil will expose the devil. And you can walk over my office right now to God be the glory. I lie not. We got first and last names of six witches that are in our church. And you know what's strange? Three of you are in this room right now. Now, why would you be applauding? This is, this is just frightening stuff. This is insanity. Okay. This, this is when Christianity goes so, again, so far off the rails that I almost want to run for my life. Now, I'm hoping there's not, I mean, and first of all, if there's three people there who are witches and you know they're there, why didn't you pull them aside before the service? I mean, like, like, when did you figure out they were there? Man, whoa, this, this, man. Yeah, I, this, yeah, this is so disturbing. I agree. Okay, we got to finish this. We're in, I, I, I don't even know what to say at this point. Like I, I, I've, I've tried to offer intelligent commentary. And at this point, I'm just like, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. I'm, 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 I'm scared. Three of you in the room right now. You better look in my eyeballs. We ain't afraid of you, you stinking witch. You devil-worshiping Satanist witch, we cast you out in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your spells. We break your curse. We got your first name. We got your last name. We even got an address for one of you. What in the world? You've got their address of one? This is like threatening. If, this, if there are three people there, they just got threatened. And he didn't say, he, he, there's no love, there's no grace, there's no mercy, there's no gospel. It's just, we cast you out, you Satan-worshipping witch. Like, it's just an attack. There's no, there's no, we're praying for you. We want you to be delivered. Let me tell you the gospel. There's no gospel here. This is just, either this is made up, or I'm, I pray, oh, if there's three women, or three men, or who, well, I'm assuming women, if they're witches, I'm assuming, if they, whoever these three people are, if they're really there, I mean, I can't even imagine, well, I, I bet you they don't even, I, I don't, I'm trying to even process how this works. And how are kids in the church, can you imagine if your children are in that service? What do you tell your children? I mean, they, they'd be scared to death. Anxiety, fear, worry. You know, what's going to happen? There's going to be kids who grow up in this church and we're going to hear them deconstructing on whatever social media platform 10 to 15 years from now, talking about the insanity that they lived through when they went to this church. We, we have people now who do podcasts about all the craziness they experienced during the, during the vineyard revivals. There's, there's people now who talk about many of the, the famous charismatic revivals talking about what they experienced and the insanity. There's going to be kids coming out of this being like totally like messed up. This is just crazy stuff here. You can handle it. And if you believe they're there, you handle it in a correct way. 
You're like, hey, I need to speak to you after the service. And you talk to them and say, we had this weird experience where a demon told me that you're witches. We need to discuss. And, I, and again, why would you even believe the demon in the first place? Like, why wouldn't God reveal this? God didn't reveal it to the church. A demon revealed it to the church. A demon. Yeah. Demons are just known for their accuracy and truth telling, and they're not connected in any way to Satan, who's called the father of lies. Like, th- this is just crazy. Yeah. You so much as cough wrong, and I'll expose you in front of everybody in this tent, you stinking witch. You spell casting pharmacia devil worshiping mongrel, you. You were sent to this church to destroy us. You were sent to this church to lure us in. You were sent to this church to cast spells. Listen, some of you been sick because you befriended that witch. And I'm going to go ahead and serve notice on you right now. Don't move. I'm in the mood. Two of you in my wife's latest Bible study, and you know who you are, and we're going to ask you to get out or I'll expose you in front of everybody. Stinking witch, we ain't playing your witchcraft games. We ain't playing with you bunch of Freemasons. We ain't playing with you Satanists, you bunch of devil worshippers. We ain't playing your games. I'll call you out right now in the name of God and not even break a sweat. This is, this is just, this, I can't even believe this kind of stuff is happening in the name of Christ, this is so insane. And I, I, I get tired of you Satanist devil worshipers. Would you learn what Satanism is? They don't worship the devil. They worship themselves. Satan is a symbol. It's atheistic. Unless you're talking about a different form of Satanism. I got the Satanic Bible right here. Okay, if you're going to be supposedly the expert on it, then at least you know, know what you're talking about. The Anton LaVey form of Satanism is atheistic. Satan is a symbol, a symbol. He represents. You worship yourself. You worship yourself as God. Man, it's crazy. I, I, someone just asked, uh, any idea if this is normal activity or does he preach Christ most of the time? I don't, I do not listen to enough of his preaching for me to, to give an answer because it would be, uh, it would not be fair because I, I would feel like I would have to listen to hours and hours and hours of his preaching to give a fair representation. So I don't want to do that because by no means do I spend hours and hours listening to Greg Locke because every time, I mean, we, we, we listened to a little of his preaching when he did the book burning. We did a little of the, we listened to a little of it there. Put it, put it this way. Every time there's controversy about Greg Locke and I go listen to the sermon related to that controversy, it's insanity. That's all I can say. Now, maybe in between, maybe in between the controversy, there's something there. But whenever there's controversy, the sermons attached with the controversy are crazy. All right, we, got, we are one hour and 14 minutes. We got to finish this. And I'm hot. We got all six of their names. All six of them. Well, he keeps threatening to expose them. And they're there. Why wouldn't he just point them out right now? Why wouldn't he just point them out right now? He even said, he even said that some people in the church have been sick because they befriended the witch. Why wouldn't you let everyone know? Why wouldn't you turn off the microphones, turn off the streaming 
and say, we're going to have family business. And if if they're, are, are they members of the church? Have you stopped them from partaking of the Lord's Supper? If they're members of the church, we're going to have a church meeting. Don't, don't do this in live streaming because he says he's not doing it for clicks, not doing it for downloads. Don't, you say, today we're going to have a church service. Uh, if you are a visitor here, we're going to ask you to leave because this is going to be for church members only. And then everyone leaves and you say, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have to bring this before the church. But you couldn't even bring it before the church unless you've already talked to the people in private. Well, you're, if you haven't spoken to them in private, you're calling them out in a sense in a public way without ever going to them in private. And it seems like he doesn't care about them repenting. He cares about them. Get out, get out, get out. Well, what, where's, there's no love. There's no gospel. There's this, this is literally frightening. I I don't even know what to say, but see why I wanted to play the whole thing so that we didn't take one of the little one minute clips that are all over the place and rip it out. I want you to hear this for yourself. All right. We've got about like a minute to go and we'll, and we'll be done. Love to tell on each other. I ain't done. You might as well sit down. I never seen nothing like it. I've never seen anything like it. Two of them had already been confirmed for that thing. Ever even said it. First and last night, this chick is new to our church and don't know none of you. First time I'd ever even met her. Now, he said two had already been confirmed. Well, if two have already been confirmed, why wouldn't they already dealt with? And how did you confirm it? Did you hire a private detective? Did you hack their social media account? I mean, what like what what kind of craziness is going on in this? Look, anyone in Tennessee run for your lives if you attend that church. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Please get out Now, if you have a loved one there, be loving and respectful, but do everything you can to urge them to run. All right? Except maybe a meet and greet line didn't remember it. They don't know anybody in our church. But that devil did. Hmm? So I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't going to work here. Hmm? It ain't going to work here. Ain't going to work here. So you got a choice. You can leave with your spells all by yourself. Or I'll show up next Sunday with a stage full of brooms. And I'll give you one and I'll fly your tail up out of this place in the name of Jesus. But we ain't playing your spell casting, witchcraft, nonsense, sage burning games. Hmm? Everybody okay? <laughs> Witches are like, nope. <laughs> and your little dog, too. You're out, witch. You say, you're just so mean. Look, entertain devils if you want to. Go to another church. We don't need your money. We ain't worried about what you think about us. Our life's already been destroyed over and over and over in the media. We have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And what we're gaining is freedom in Jesus' name to see people set free and delivered, saved, baptized, turned around, seeing their lives changed. Don't seem too interested in delivering the women who are witches. 
You just want to put them on a broom and get their tail out of here. You, you see how he paused? Get there. there yeah. So we got your name, we got your address, we got the whole deal. Ooh. Now that don't mean I'm going to preach long, it just means I'm going to preach long. And I ain't, and I ain't. We're going to be here, all, we was in church last week till 5 o'clock in the afternoon. But I, I, got, I just got to set the record straight on a few things. I want to say one thing further, and uh, this ain't for entertainment value, but it's the truth. It's interesting that they named six, really seven, because the people we already threw out... Uh, <clears throat> witches in the church and the people that are, are been sent here on assignment. And by the way, if you don't think that stuff's real, you ain't never studied witchcraft. Hit Mount Juliet's full of them. Hit Mount Juliet full of witches. This town full of witches. This, this town full of Freemasons. Uh, we ain't just talking about no uh, Salem, Oregon. We talking about some witches all over the place. Waffle House witches. Salem, Oregon? Doesn't he mean Salem, Massachusetts? Or it is, it is that like I I, I don't know exactly. What? Hang on, let me look here. Maybe I'm missing something in my history. Okay, may, maybe. Okay, I, I don't want to say anything incorrect here because we've made it this far into this. Okay, hang on. Salem, Oregon. Okay, the city of Oregon. Okay, Salem, Oregon. Okay, hang on. Salem, Oregon, witches. Okay. Uh, it talks about the Salem witch trials. The witches, church going witches, preaching witches. Now, I'm not going to say this one publicly, although I've done my due diligence. We got six in the house, seven if you count the other ones. But you know what that devil did? <laughs> Gave us the name, address, birthday, age, business, and next move huh? of a head witch, a man. In Nashville, Tennessee, that is the lead vocalist for one of the biggest churches in the area. At least the baby agrees with me. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I respect that church and that pastor enough. Now, the deal last week with Journey Church in Franklin, I ain't got no respect for them pedophile harborers. But... I respect that pastor enough to make at least this promise. I'm going to call him this week, the pastor. I don't know if you believe in deliverance, but I got a word from God for you. Because he let a devil speak. And he's... No, you didn't get a word from God. You got a word from a demon. <laughs> okay? And now he's got... So I got a word from God because God allowed the demon to... Why wouldn't God just give you the information? I Like this whole thing is like... Like, how long did this go on? Like, this is insanity. There this morning. <laughs> Leading people in worship. Oh, no, no. He has the spirit of divination, and he's casting spells over an entire congregation of young people. 
I know his address, didn't even know him, know his age, know his birthday, know his next assignment. I know it all because a stupid devil told me. And I can't unhear what I've heard. I can't unsee what I've saw. So if I'm going to warn y'all about witches up in this house, I better warn some other churches about witches I know about up in their house. You believe that? Say amen. That's only fair, isn't it? What if I did a podcast? I'm not just going to have to end with this. I, I know there's more. To, but what if I did a podcast where I claimed that at midnight last night, I was involved in a deliverance session and a demon spoke to me and told me that there is a witch at Global Vision Church and I know his name and I know his address and his name is Greg Locke. Would that make my story not true? I mean, if you're just going to start accusing anyone of being a witch, I mean, if someone's a worship leader and a witch and he's going to call the church, why can't I say Greg Locke is a witch? And that he's using the preaching of the gospel as a means of deception because the Bible tells me Satan appears as an angel of light. Why wouldn't he be there creating fear and chaos and not? Listen, in his preaching, he's not pointing people to the gospel as the solution but threats and intimidation and running people off, not presenting the gospel to anyone. So he's literally leading people away from the gospel with fear, intimidation, and sensationalism. What if I was to say that he is the demon? He is the witch. He is the one who's, who's sinful. Would that make my story any less credible? I mean, he just accused of a church in that city that their song leader or in, I think he said Franklin, Tennessee, I don't remember which, which church, somewhere in Tennessee, we'll have to send Will to, Will, you need to start going, maybe it's Will's church. Will plays the piano. Maybe it's Will. Maybe we know, maybe we know, longtime listeners of this program, we may know the witch. His name is Will and he plays piano for his church. And maybe, maybe that's who Greg Locke is talking about. I mean, it could be anyone. So everyone's going to start looking at their song leader going, he could be a witch. He could be, do you see that just how ungodly this is? Schism, dividing, paranoia, accusations. This is just, this is so wrong. I know we're at an hour and 26 minutes, but um, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, it could be any, but I mean, what if I was to make that accusation of Greg, Greg Locke, what would make my story any less credible? I mean, anyone could make a story accusing anyone. This is exactly what started going, happening in Salem, Massachusetts, where everyone started accusing everyone of being a witch. And one of the things they do in the witch museum at the end, they show you all of these situations in history where paranoia and fear led people to do absolutely horrible and crazy things like, you know, blame the Jews for everything. Man, I, I'm just going to have to stop there. I don't know what else to say. It's like someone want to know my thoughts on this. Well, anyone who emails me and asks me my thoughts, this is absolutely horrific. It is horrible. It is unbiblical and it's ungodly. 
At the same time, it is very biblical to speak about spiritual warfare, to speak about demonic possession, but the way of deliverance is the gospel, not threats, intimidation, threatening to out someone, claiming to have your address, phone number, business, name. I mean, what kind of stalking, crazy insanity is this that's happening here? And, and this is, this is the stuff that gets millions. I mean, I don't even know how many downloads he gets. He gets downloads. He gets money. He gets streams. And that's considered biblical Christianity for many people. It's something that has to be discussed and has to be talked about. I challenge you to go listen to the rest of the message. I really do. Listen to the rest of the message. That's Global Vision Bible Church. Um, a demon still flee at the name of Jesus is the name of the message. We stopped at one hour and 48 minutes. Go listen to the rest for yourself, there's probably more craziness that we won't get to because I don't want I don't want anything to be taken out of. Uh, I try to give you as much context as I could. I try to give you as much context as I could. So I don't want anyone to threat say that I took him out of context. But I mean, you're just starting to th- th- uh, to make all kinds of threats. There has been a follow up article posted. Uh, that's called the headline is Pastor Greg Locke defends deliverance ministry that chased six. Let me open this. Uh, this is from Christianity, uh, Christian Today. Uh, ChristianToday.com. ChristianToday.com. Pastor Greg Locke defends deliverance ministry that chased six suspected witches from church. So supposedly after that, I guess the six left. I guess the six left. So now is he going to ever tell you who they actually were? Is anybody in the church actually ever going to? Remember, someone supposedly befriended one of the witches. So the, everyone in the church needs to they would know who the woman is who left or the man or whatever, however they're describing a witch. But yeah, there, there's the situation. You can look up the follow-up article. And uh, uh, I think uh, there, it's all over. Christ, uh, Christ, the Christian Post, I believe Christianity Today. There's a number of websites. The Roy's Report. There's a number of sites that have reported on all of this. And uh, well, there you go. Um, I, I don't even know what else to say. I don't even know what else to say. All right, if you have any questions about any of this, email me, newsif at yahoo.com, and we, we'll do as many follow-ups as we need to to try to help people if they are confused or frightful or scared or anything like that about this kind of craziness. Just find a, a more sound, biblical, theological approach to a very controversial subject. All right, I'll have to stop right there. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and I am, I'm sorry we have to end so abruptly, but we're already at an hour and 30 minutes. So um, we'll stop. All right, everyone have a great day. God bless.